Imam for others. Hi, my name is Father Raymond Goronsky. I'm an American Jesuit. I am a professor and spiritual director at the Seminary of St. John Vianney in Denver, Colorado, where I'm very blessed to help in the formation of young men to be priests. And I've been at the seminary now full-time for six years. It's very unlikely that I should ever become a priest. My father's people uh, were rather anti-clerical and very simple. And my mother, however, had survived the war in Europe, and I had a sense that priests were a great support to her. So she did have a, a great devotion to, uh, to priests, though not uncritical. And uh, I was raised in the United States and before the Vatican Council for the most part. And so we had a kind of a very nice uh, exposure to the faith. And with one priest in particular in my boyhood who was a very humble man, remarkably unprepossessing who yet remained in my family's orbit for many, many years. We never entertained. It wasn't a social relationship. But through the church, he served us, um, then in scouting. And it turns out he actually anointed my father later on in a hospital where he was working and uh, continued to be in touch with him long into his retirement now. So I think was the first priest who kind of touched me as a spiritual father and uh, as a man of God. Later on, uh, when I went to college, there were some very generous and kind Jesuits on corridor. And I think the big word that I think of with the priesthood is availability. The phrase, a man for others, comes to mind. So someone you could call on any time, day or night, and would always be available to you. For the most part, we took them for granted. But now and then, uh, just you needed a word, they would give you that word. You needed an ear, they would be there for you. And uh, they had an eye out for us as students at the Jesuit College, which I attended. In 1969, uh, I made a trip uh, around the world with a group of other students. It was quite a heady time in the Western world. And being in India, uh, we had a week's vacation for a field trip. And so a friend and I headed off in search of the Dalai Lama. Uh, I knew little of the Dalai Lama at that time, but it seemed to be the cool thing to do. Well, we were sidetracked in northern India and ended up going to Kashmir. It was a very inaccessible place in those days. And uh, once there, we had trouble finding a place to stay. But lo and behold, uh, there was a very British-looking building, and it looked familiar, so I knocked at the door, and it was opened by no less than a Father McMahon, who was a missionary from Glasgow. And there we were, thousands of miles away from home, and a very, very long a bus ride over the Himalayas from uh, northern India itself. And we were hosted for a week by this kindly missionary. And I think that was very important for me. And in God's providence, again, someone with whom we could talk, someone who was available, someone who was intelligent, kindly, and most importantly, in all these cases, someone who was there in persona Christi. So you trusted that you were encountering Christ in some way in this humble human servant, of his. So when I returned to the States, there were some other priests whom I encountered over the years. Now and then there would be these mysterious encounters with priests. And I rather felt I had the hand of God upon me. And I resisted it, I would say. I, at any rate, in the early 70s, no one was becoming a priest. Everybody was going the other way. Uh, lots of priests were leaving. And uh, certainly no one in my world uh, thought of becoming a priest, except for one fellow, a very unlikely character who did in fact join the Jesuits. And uh, that gave me the idea that this in fact might be something I would do. And I did experience a call to the priesthood. 
uh, on the New Jersey Turnpike, which would mean something to people from that part of the country. An ice storm uh, had me forced to look for shelter at a motel, and I opened a Bible and I felt God's call very clearly. I was now in my, well, it's my mid-twenties. I was in graduate school, and uh, the the invitation I'd felt as a boy and the attraction I'd felt towards the priesthood was very strongly confirmed by the kind of a direct invitation from the Lord and the promise that he would take care of everything. And right about this time, I had met a father, Tom King, at Georgetown University. I had been living around Washington as a young man post-college. And Father King, uh, since the late 60s, had had a daily mass uh, late at night. I think it was 11 o'clock at night. It was kind of a candle mass. He was sort of a mystic, and he'd put out a dozen candles on the altar every night. And all the young Catholic people who would be prone to go to mass knew him. And so I got to know Father King somewhat. Later, he was named Georgetown Man of the Century at the end of the uh, 20th century. And uh, that would be the final priest I think I'd be mentioning would be Father King and the tremendous influence he had upon me and my vocation. And, uh, well, uh, there are many other priests that I met. But uh, again, a sense of availability, a sense of being a man for others, a sense of uh, trying to be an altar Christus, another Christ. It's the most wonderful thing in the world to be a priest. Uh, the greatest joy I could have. Uh, I have so many spiritual children. I uh, feel like an endless uh, life of Abraham who bears children in his old age. It's a delight. And uh, a delight to be part of the priestly brotherhood. Greatest privilege, of course, is to uh, stand at the altar and confect the sacrament uh, and to bring the body and blood of Christ to others. And along with it, the greatest joy I have is being able to absolve people of their sins, even as I myself have profited and continue to profit endlessly from the graces of Calvary given me and the sacrament of confession. And then, of course, the other sacraments. It's the greatest life you can have. I bless and thank God for the wonderful priests I've known, and it's the greatest blessing God could have given me to help me now form other young men to serve the Church of Jesus Christ as we wait for His second coming in glory. Amen. Amen.